What is up, ladies and gentlemen? It is Enigma, and we are back to the Junk Box episode five. This is episode five, right? I think it's episode five. I think so. Pretty certain it's episode five. We'll correct it if it's not. But uh, <laughs> welcome to episode five of the Junk Box. Today we are talking about classic games. Uh, we'll be talking about probably games that we remember uh in our childhood we'll be talking about games that we've played personally at the arcades that we enjoy we'll be talking about games that we believe will stand the test of time whether good or bad because uh, i believe there's going to be a game that will always stand the test of time as a bad game um and uh we'll we'll, we'll kind of get into this stuff uh pretty much anything to do with classic games uh i have a few you know stories that i've learned through game design uh in terms of uh games that i know of that had that are like classic games that had some tough starting out or a lot of uh or like lawsuits or something like that so we'll, we'll be getting into all of that um so yeah so without further ado we're definitely going to get going here uh is there any game you want to start by talking off or do you want to just like jump oh, right in start. with anything yeah okay. i mean i got lots of games i guess i could talk about but... i think i think personally and this is a new game um god seems like so long ago I think it was like three years ago. Me, Corny, and Yodeling Taco went to an arcade. I want to say it was three years ago, right? Went to like the largest arcade in the world or whatever. And um, uh, yeah, Fun Spot. Yeah, we went to Fun Spot, and uh, we found this game there, which still I think is one of my favorites right now. Um, yeah, I had it. And now I lost it. What, what the what? fuck is the what name is of that the song? game about? I can tell you maybe. Uh, it's that one with the the, uh, the the angry dude, the angry ship. You, you mean Sinistar? Sinistar, that's the one. I knew. I knew about that game before we went there. I just never had been able to play it before. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think I probably maybe I heard about it before, but I definitely. I mean, once we got to play it, it was like a whole nother. I mean, that game was oh. If you guys have never seen Sinistar, actually, let me see if I can pull it up on stream. I'll try and pull up some of these I as we talk live. about it. Oh my god, it's so... It's just... It's such a fun game, in my personal opinion. Like, it's so hard to explain why it's so much fun, but, um... It just it just is. Like, it just, Yeah. It's I mean, it's, it's kind of that old-school arcade philosophy of something that is addictive to play, and it'll get you putting quarters in over and over again. Exactly. It's really hard. Like I don't. I've never beaten. I've never defeated Sinistar before. I don't think. I don't think either one of us has. So basically, the objective. Uh, this is kind of what the. This is actually exactly what the game looks like. Uh, here's Sinistar here. Uh, let me see if I can just open this image in a tab. Kind of zoom in a little bit. It's gonna be really uh blurry. But basically, the object is is you're this little ship, and there's these like asteroids, and then there's Sinistar who's rebuilding himself basically. And then there's these little like I don't know like enemy pilots i guess that are also flying around too and your objective yeah. is, is you mine these asteroids by like knocking into them like and shooting at them and basically these bombs come out and sometimes the enemies i think one of the cool mechanics of it for being an old game is like the enemies like know where the bombs are so they'll like sometimes like pick one up and like just run off with it but technically you're supposed to pick them up and then go bomb sinistar and destroy him um and that that's basically like the the realm of the game but once he's done building himself, he goes like, uh, I live. And then he starts like chasing after you. And when he gets like within range, he just goes and like fucking sucks you in. <laughs> it's hey, so he munch on you. 
It's definitely a fun game. If you guys ever see it are at like an arcade or something. Arcade game that you, we are. Me once, James. We're in the middle of a podcast, also, Tommy. Just oh. Like, no. <laughs> Do you want to be a special guest, Tommy, again? Yeah, I guess I'll just show up and I don't know. Right, video games. Talk no, about the classics. I, I'm not gonna stay for long because I'm going to a gonna go into the Boston temporary guest. Yeah, yeah. Actually, what's um, an old game John, you like, Tommy? If... Just name it. Yeah, yeah. Old oh, game you like? God. Old game. I always like Galaga. Like, Galaga. That was, that was like the old like the arcade game I would usually go to. Uh, but also yeah. Time Crisis 2. Like whenever I went to the arcade, I would always make sure like if they had Time Crisis 2, I would always play that. I don't know if that's really. Is that an old game, Time Crisis 2? Has that really been I out mean, that long? I mean, technically, eventually it's going to be. Yeah, I mean, I guess eventually it's going to be an old game, right? I mean. I don't know how old it actually is because I'm not sure exactly when it came out. But uh, Gala goes right here. Time Crisis 2. Time Crisis 97. That's wow, awesome. really? Uh, okay, yeah, that's kind of surprising. That was on the that's PlayStation retro. 2 also. <laughs> I know, like, what was it? Time Crisis Three. Oh my God! You could actually get that on like uh, the PlayStation Three with like the uh, like with a gun and everything that like like it would actually pick you up on the TV. It was it was actually kind of cool. I only ever played it in the arcade with the pedal. Was that the one with the pedal? Where it you was. Had to, like, yeah, you you yeah. just kind of like press the pedal to duck and then yeah, it was shot. I have it up on the screen right now. Yeah, that was that was pretty cool. Right also, here. my dad played the samurai one, where it's like you had the hilt of like a katana. Really? And, um, that sounds yeah, cool. It, it was really cool, and it would like track the motion and whatnot. You could like parry. Hmm. I I don't remember the name because I remember watching when I was like seven or something like that. Hmm. And he, I would like always try to watch, but he's like, you can't see this. Like your mom's gonna kill me because like, there's a ton of <laughs> your blood. Mom's in gonna my kill me. <laughs> Actually, that's a good segue <laughs> for our first issue amongst the classic games. Should we talk about Mortal Kombat and the issues with Mortal Kombat due well, to I violence? Mean, Mortal Kombat, yeah, this uh, incited the whole rating system yep. that we know yeah. of today. The ER, what is it? ERBS? E ESRB. Yeah, ESRB. Something like that, yeah. They had at least publicly... Uh, I think it was like six lawsuits was what I was just reading in an arc, uh, an article of mothers, uh, that lost their sons to a friend or something that killed them with like a, a weapon of some kind, whether it was like a knife or something or like, uh, not all of them were killed. Some of them were, uh, very injured. Um, and the mothers claimed that it was because the, the friend of their child was addicted to mortal combat and thus they were suing for, uh. For damages. Damn. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's something. So, yeah, I mean... like a scapegoat, if you ask me. Yeah, video games have always been a scape... Ever since that happened, like, Mortal Kombat mm -hmm. happened, video games have just been used as a scapegoat for, just like... Just bad parenting, if you ask me. That's just my... That would be my opinion. I agree. No, I, per <laughs> I personally can agree Knife with is that. sharp. Like, how... It, it, no matter what knife it is, it's always treated as it's sharp. Exactly. I think, I think personally, uh... I have to agree. I think, you know, video games definitely have been used as a scapegoat a lot. You know, I mean, even even aside from video games, you think about like D&D uh, &D back in the day, right? D&D &D was like considered like sometimes like back during like See, communism and stuff and like warships yeah, yeah. and like 
or like uh i've read articles about where they thought like D D was like terrorist groups like trying to get together yeah from what i remember it's mostly like the because there's a big satanism craze in the 80s where they're mm -hmm. like Oh my God, Slayer is like gonna destroy our children's minds. <laughs> well, to be Satan fair, Slayer, <laughs> Slayer was a. Uh, oh, then they also dragged the also great. So yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. This is what I'm saying is that they they just like this it was this new thing that they don't understand, which was video, like board games, I guess they didn't understand and metal, so they just like kind of said they were bad. Slayer, on them. Slayer and D and D. What a perfect combination. <laughs> um, Alright. Yeah, so, I mean, Mortal Kombat... I mean, I definitely would say, though, Mortal Kombat had a lot of good things coming into classic games, specifically, especially with uh, the utilization of uh, their graphics, right? Because, I mean, like, we think about the original Mortal Kombat, they were done with, uh, like, video projection, basically, right? Technically, in a way. Uh, it was video, it was footage. video footage that then was composed yeah, onto a... Uh, into the engine well it wasn't yeah. really engines back then but whatever uh, nearly what, what we potato had they had counts but uh yeah i mean before that point you know you never you couldn't really get anything close to photorealistic so they just kind of yeah. went for it which if but you look at it now before, it doesn't right? look so great but back <laughs> then you know it must have been pretty cool to see people who actually look like people on screen mm -hmm. and not yeah. like people made of tiny little pixels <laughs> Yeah, because I mean, at the time, what was actually the tech, like, what was the technology of that? Were we on 64-bit yet? Or probably not, right? No. Well, that was the 90s? That was at, like, because yeah, early World 90s Kombat came World out on Kombat, SNES. Right? So, it came out on SNES and Genesis. So, 90, or like... 92. 90s, I think, right? Yeah. yeah. 92. So, yeah, it Definitely was still 32. I think it was 32-bit back then. Yeah, these look like 32. I wouldn't say it was 16. 16 is way too small for some of this. Yeah, I don't know. It was cool. I mean, I I can't say I grew up playing the original Mortal Kombat, but they're cool games to go. I played up. I grew up, grew up playing different Mortal Kombat's, mm -hmm. uh, but I never played the original until later on. I did not grow up playing Mortal Kombat at all. I actually didn't really grow up playing anything besides like uh, what I could get my hands on for GameCube games, really. Uh, there was a couple arcade games that obviously I had played growing up, which was like Pac-Man and Asteroids and like Centipede, the classics that I think most people were, you know, shown as kids when, at least <laughs> our generation, uh, maybe not like our parents' generation, considering that, you know, like they were coming out during their time, right? But um those were kind of like what I grew up on. But aside from those, uh, my first ever game on the GameCube, which I'll definitely get into, was uh, Monsters, Inc. Dodgeball. <laughs> Is this going to be a big topic for today? No, Monsters no, no. Inc. Dodgeball? But you got to know that this game exists, all right? And let me tell you, it knocked it out of the park for me as a kid. Yeah. I'll never forget okay. this Okay, all right. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. All right. So you used to go into these streets and there's these like ball, like dodgeballs that would spawn in and you would try and hit the other, the AI with them and they would try and hit you and you would get like knocked out or something after a couple hits or whatever. And you could play as different like characters from the Monsters Inc. Uh, on different maps too that you saw in the movie. 
but uh also there was like special balls so the basic red ones were like oh you know like they just acted as normal dodgeballs but then there was ones that were like powered up balls so there's like purples and greens and some of them like slimed you so you'd be like wicked slow or something like i just remember all these like like dude it was just it was just one of those games like you just had to be there like I don't know. You just had to be See, exposed to it. I'm showing it on I, screen right now. Like I, I grew up with um with this game for the GameCube. My first GameCube game that I remember is this game called Battalion Wars. And uh, I'll throw a picture of it in the uh in the Discord. What was it called? Battalion Wars. This oh, game Battalion. Was, I thought you said Italian. Was... I was like, No, not Italian Wars. Bro, no, like, yeah. no, that's French anyway. <laughs> that's French, you <laughs> uncultured swine. Yeah. Um they had, like, yeah, these I remember big playing trucks. this game and it was like trucks. they were like these little tiny army dudes and like these like really weird disproportioned uh, mm -hmm. vehicles and guys and it, it was just a really fun little third person shooter thing. You could play, you could play it as like a tactical uh, game also, like a, one of those like you command your armies, oh, yeah. like RTS. Yeah, yeah. Well, similar to that, it, it's more like um what an old what was it Squad Tactics I think something like that. Oh, okay. You guys okay. remember those type of games, yeah, those yeah. old games? Or you could go in and actually play as one of the soldiers, like yourself. You can pick one of like the the rifleman or the bazooka guy, and you can actually like go down into the field and like play as like one of the little soldiers. That's I would bad. always play as the rifleman, like just go down, shoot step. It was fun. I mean, once I had moved on from um, you know, monster, monsters like dodgeball. Wait, you I, uh, did on for I did. I did. Oh, I, I got to tell you. I thought you'd still be playing that. Man. I like, I went to just... I went to Star Wars. Uh, they had the Lego Star Wars games, which I thought were actually kind of fun. I don't know. I feel like most we... everybody played those, so right? You went I from mean... Monsters Inc. Dodgeball mm -hmm. to Lego Star Wars, one of yeah, the best you... GameCube games, right? <laughs> to ever exist. Like I don't know. <laughs> That's I played quite the, quite the leap. <laughs> I mean, and I'm not gonna lie, okay, personally, and we could we could go on and on about Star Wars, obviously, but I'm gonna narrow it down. I honestly, obviously, the original trilogy touched home to me because those were the first three movies that I was like, shown kind of in a way for, in terms of Star Wars. Um, so obviously, there was you know the original trilogy, Star Wars two, was always near and dear to my heart for the GameCube game, but I actually never minded the uh, the prequel version, which was just lego star wars the video game but i had actually gotten them in the right order because i had actually gotten this one and then i did the prequels the same way that, like the movies came out and it just happened to be that way like i could have gotten this one first uh it was just that um i think i think this one i had seen like a video way back in the day if you could believe it on youtube and yoda floats in a little chair and i really wanted to float around in a chair yeah it's right here look at he floats in a fucking chair I remember that. I was just like, dude, I want to float in a fucking little, little, like, little, like, eight year old Enigma was just like, dude, I want to be floating in a chair. Fuck walking. <laughs> already. Yeah, I, already I, played, at that age. I remember I got an original Xbox just to play Lego Star Wars because I saw commercials for it. And, you know, I didn't, I really don't understand, you know, that maybe I could have gotten a different system. So I was just like, it, it was advertised for Xbox. I want an Xbox so I can play that game. That's hmm. what I said. And then I, I got my Xbox, Xbox and I played a bunch of other games also, like Tony Hawk's <laughs> American Wasteland. I didn't do. Actually, I take that back. There was a Tony Hawk game that I played in middle school, but uh, it was like on PC. It was like really low quality too. I don't know. If, I might have ported it. I might have ported it. Like 
<laughs> Believe it or not. Okay. In middle school, I found like a port for a Tony Hawk game because it was definitely I remember playing it. It was in like in the art room or something. And I was just like, oh yeah, I'm gonna play some Tony Hawk today. Well, that's funny because I remember uh, James was saying, oh, I bought this Tony Hawk game because it was one of the my childhood games that I played like way back when. And mm-hmm. I was like, it doesn't have to be happen to be Tony Hawk American Wasteland, right? And <laughs> we were both like reminiscing about how we both like kind of like metal and like punk music. And how Tony Hawk American Wasteland is just littered. Like, the whole soundtrack is just punk music going <laughs> through it. And we were both just kind of, I wouldn't say shocked, but, like, just coincidental that we both played that as in our younger days. Yeah, and we found out after we both started to play it again that Tommy's not very good I'm at it. I'm not good at it, no. Yeah. <laughs> I don't You're know if very, it's the controller uh, or what, but I wasn't good at it. I'm going to blame the controller on it, though. Yeah, blame the controller. I will. I will. So I feel like, you know, obviously I did want to talk a little bit about games that will, you know, stand the test of time. Um, since we're on the GameCube topic anyways. Uh, Mario Kart Double Dash. I feel alongside Lego Star Wars are probably two GameCube games that will definitely stand the test of time and always be like games that people like knew, you know, maybe they can't get their hands on in the future, but they'll know existed and like, you know, we'll remember the name, you know, because I mean, Mario Kart Double Dash was definitely a game that I sunk a ton of hours in as a kid. And I mean, it's really like the first like real Mario Kart, because obviously there's the one on the Nintendo 64, right? But like, I don't know if that one had the same gra- like gravity in terms of pull that Mario Kart Double Dash did, because Mario Kart Double Dash was like the first one where you could actually swap to your second rider. Like that was the whole like thing with it was they had two riders and like the second one you could swap to with separate like specials. If that makes sense. I don't know. Uh, you just mean like because you have two riders, you can switch between different items. Uh, well, that too, but also, if you remember, like, you had a higher chance of getting, like, the person's special item, right? So, like, if oh. you played Mario, he had, like, the fireball, right? But if you ran, like, Mario and then baby Mario, you would get, like, the chain dog. And then you would also get the fireball. So, like, people chain were chomp. always talking. Yeah, the chain chomp. So, people were chain always ball. trying to figure out, like, Classic. what they wanted to, like, you know, link together in order to, like create like big power combos i guess you could say i don't know i just remember that but i mean do you do you guys disagree do you think they will stand the test of time or do you think they won't what's your uh i mean i don't know about that one specifically i guess double dash um lego star wars yeah i think people i think people still probably enjoy lego star wars they'll go back and still play it look they're still putting out lego games Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, exactly. You know, but I mean, I think they're still to... putting on Mario Kart games, but uh... yeah, but not they don't have anything like Double Dash. Double Dash was unique. I will give it that, in a sense of you know, you can, even I remember you can um plug in a second controller and have your like the other person control like to throw stuff and whatnot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I thought that was that was pretty cool. Yeah, if you ran like, like if... more of a co-op, you could do like four player but then you do split screen where you had two people controlling one cart and then the two others controlling the other cart and like so you could still have four players doing it that way or you could all play separately but that was kind of unique 
I don't know. I, I think I, I would have to agree, kind of, because I definitely think Lego Star Wars is definitely going to be, you know, definitely stand the test of time. Um, I just have, like, a feeling that Mario Kart Double Dash would as well. Um, I just don't know how close it would be. Because, like, for me, per but again, see, for me personally, like, I bought this game myself and, like, sunk a ton of hours into it, so that's why I'll probably always remember it. But, like, someone that, you know, our our generations after us going to know anything about Mario Kart Double Dash? Like, are people actually going to transmit that knowledge? Whereas, you know, someone's probably going to talk about Lego Star Wars to them, right? Well, that, that's also the thing I consider, that's too, the is, question. is perspective, you know? Mm -hmm. You know, you, you're very fond of, like, Monsters, that Monsters Inc. game, but me and James, you know, we never heard of it. Oh, yeah. That At least I've never heard of it. That, that game right there is not going to stand the test of time. Oh, okay. All right. I'm sorry. James has a poster of it. Um, yeah, I, I don't think Monster Seek Dodgeball is going to stand the test of time, but, but like something like, you know, if we brought into the N64 games, I mean, uh, God, there's tons of them that I think could stand the test of time for that. Probably. I mean, yeah, I, I would mean... say, I, I would say a lot of people that I talk to, even though I never really knew about it personally until recently, a lot of people know about Glover. And I never knew that Glover really. was that popular, to be honest. Glover was a good bad game, I think. I think that's. I think it was. Kind I of just like never expected that. Like, well, I was that's what like, I thought it was. That's why it got popular because it's like, hey, you guys know that game Glover? <laughs> but I could be wrong. It could be. I haven't played it before, so it could actually be. I mean, good. it seems fine to me. I I haven't played it that much, but. Oh, cause, isn't it so much a? No, nah, it's probably not similar to Monkey Ball, but. They had Mario sixty four too. The very little that I have seen of it. Yeah, I was Obviously. gonna say Mario 64 will probably be remembered yeah. for a while. Diddy Kong know. Racing. Diddy Kong yeah. Racing, maybe? I, sure I don't know about that, that one. <laughs> yeah. Really? Okay. I would say, right. like, if you thought that one was gonna stand the test of time, then Double Dash should definitely stand the test of time. Oh, okay. Because it's one of those. Miss, miss, uh, misused that then. Do you think, okay, big question. Do we feel like Doom would stand the test of time? Yeah, people still play that. Like the, the classic, the original Doom? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I was just wondering how you felt about that. Go play that. it on calculators now. Because, like, the question, I guess, would be, like, you know, really, is there a point that you feel like where an old classic game, say, like, something like, uh, I mean, we could take it back to Mario Kart, where Double Dash can get head out absorbed. Stream. I'll talk to you oh, guys okay. later. See ya. Like, where you think that, like, something like, double dash right would get like disappeared in like the grains of history because of the fact that they come out with a new mario kart so often so if enough dooms came out do you think doom would ever the original doom would ever like disappear i where... think because doom was so influent i think that's where what we really are talking about is whether or not things were like are important enough to be remembered. And mm -hmm. I'd say Doom is definitely one of them as far as games go, because Doom and Wolfenstein were some of the first FPS shooters. And, mm -hmm. you know, you can see how big that genre is now. It probably will be big forever. So I'm assuming the original Doom will always be remembered. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, I, I can agree with that. And then, I mean, going off of that too, right? We can talk arcade games again, influential. Uh, I don't think there's ever going to be a point where people don't know about like 
the main three guys i call it which or actually even galaga could be even included in that but like definitely pac-man asteroid centipede like i just don't foresee those ever going really away even though yeah. and they've already lasted like this long i mean obviously there's a bunch more in there that like you know donkey kong could even be included in that you know like there's tons of games that like arcade games that have definitely stood the test of time but i would definitely say if there was one or two amongst all of them that would you know progress if if any of them were gonna like disappear or if all of them were gonna disappear the two that would probably in my opinion last the longest would definitely have to be like pac-man and then um i should don't know what the other one was uh, maybe galaga might i feel like there's a lot of people that know galaga probably donkey kong though i feel like it'd be pac-man and donkey kong i know pac-man would be one right because i mean like pac-man's yeah, definitely I there agree. i would say a second one would be kind of hard though to kind of pick out because there's definitely a lot there i kind of feel like a no, lot of people I know about donkey the classic kong donkey kong yeah, yeah. donkey okay. kong had some issues I remember Maybe. reading about that. When Donkey Kong first got released, there was a whole thing with Universal Studios suing them for the Kong rights because of the fact oh, that really? they had came out with King Kong beforehand. Uh-huh. And so it was like a huge like controversial issue because and actually uh Donkey Kong being Nintendo's like first forefront kind of game in a way that like really pole vaulted Nintendo like so far. Um they say that was like the make or break point at that point. Because if they had lost that suit, it probably would have, like, ended Nintendo. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy to believe. Yeah. Like, that, that, like, because they were able to win against Universal, they are able to, like, become, like, the, the conglomerate that they are now, you know? Yeah. Which is kind of cool. In, a, in, my, in my game design opinion, it's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. No, I think so. They come. I mean, uh, actually, another another game that'll probably stand the test of time. Talking about Nintendo, uh, Legend of Zelda. Yeah, probably. Like pretty much, uh, especially like Ocarina of Time. I feel like there's, you know, I mean, you definitely would know that. But uh, like any of the Legend of Zelda, I mean, the character itself, like, because that's another thing we could talk about: influential characters, um, Mario, Sonic, you know, uh, Zelda. Like Link, all of those characters probably gonna stand the test of time, whether or not their games do or not, or what games do. Like, those are characters that are so highly influential, like influential, that it's like crazy. You know, people will always remember those characters, even if all the games like dried up and died that had those characters in them, and they never came out with another game with it, which I would highly doubt. But although I guess I kind of, are they still making Sonic games? Are they really? Yeah. Oh, I'm are sure they? they are. Okay. I was going to say with Sonic, I mean, there hasn't really, I feel like there hasn't really been a good one in a little bit. So, but like Sonic's still a character that people remember, right? I put out Sonic Mania, which was like a, a remaster of the original Sonic, I mm -hmm. think made by like fans and then Sega bought it. And I was like, oh, now you can watch it. I mean, not watch it, play it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I know people are still remembering those ones. Those are the big guys. Oh, you know, yeah. Will Tony Hawk always be remembered? as like a video game i'm sure he'll be remembered as a person for a skating yep. figure but will he always be remembered for his video games i don't know you know because the tony hawk brand isn't that big these days they put out the remake of the first two and that did okay i'm sure but they're not making any new games as of right now i guess they tried to what they remastered lately what have they really remastered 
well, not really remastered, but re-released, remastered, you know, so on. They've done, uh, well, Nintendo re-released the um, Mario games, right? Mario Galaxy. Yeah, they just did Super that. Mario now Sunshine. they're going to take them away at the end of this year, I think. You yep. can't buy them anymore. I knew about that. <laughs> and they had a bunch of issues, too. But uh, oh, probably won't get into that. Um, but they did that. Spyro got a remaster, right? The three main Spyro games got a remaster and re-release. I have those actually, and they're a lot of fun. Yeah, those Crash came out Bandicoot amazing. Did too. Yep, Crash Bandicoot. Um, would you say that Doom 2016 was a like? Is that more of a reboot or was it kind of yeah, like a re-release? A re? Okay. Um, dude, what else? What else? Uh, recently, because I know there's one more. Well, you're obviously you said Sonic. Um, oh, the Tony Hawks, right? So, uh, that that seems to be something right now. Like in a in, in an effort to kind of preserve history in a way, they're trying to port over a lot of games onto newer I stuff mean, that were like Demon old. Souls. Yep, Demon Souls got remastered. That's true as well. Big one. And are they? They're trying to. Or there's talk of like a Bloodborne. Either is it a second or are they remastering it? Is there? I didn't hear anything about that. I've definitely heard talk about that. I, I'd have to look I mean, it up to make Elden sure. Elden but... Ring is the next thing FromSoft is making. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. I don't know about the Bloodborne Remaster is set to release on both PlayStation 5 and PC via Epic Game Store. That's cool. So that could be kind of cool. Like, that would be pretty huge. I would probably do a replay of it on PC for sure. Especially if it's remastered. Yeah, with a DLC. Yeah, probably. Definitely. It could be a lot of fun. Um, What about, like, racing games? Like, aside from Mario Kart, like, what about actual, like, real racing games? Do we feel like any of those would stand the test of time uh, of yeah. any sort? Was there any that you remember as a kid growing up in terms of racing games that you felt like everybody that you talked to crash about? bandicoot crash bandicoot tag team racing or whatever it was what about need for speed underground i remember that yeah, that was on the okay. GameCube. yeah i played i played a bunch of need for speed ones but i don't know which ones exactly i played a bunch too but for whatever reason i always remembered underground i don't know if it was because i had it on it was probably because i had it for so long on gamecube but I feel like that was one that I talked to, like, in middle school. I was, like, talking to kids, and they'd be like, oh, yeah, dude, I got, you know, I've been playing underground for a little bit. This is, like, you know, the new car I got or something like that or whatever. And I'd be like, oh, that's sick. And, you know, we'd talk about that. I played um, Simpsons Hit and Run when I was a kid. Oh, I remember talking to you about that. Didn't we, like, yeah. replay that or something? Oh, no, I you had it. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have it. I was over your house, and I think we were playing it. I was... replayed it recently, and I 100 percented it. I was awful. I had one friend who was like who got me into that game, and so I talked a lot with him when mm -hmm. I was back in elementary school or middle school, whenever that was. You know, I gotta be real. Honestly, Super Mario sixty four, and I only say this because it's up right now. I actually never played growing up. I still probably I, never, I, never I don't think I played it. So yeah. I never even like emulated or anything because I just didn't ever play it. But it was something that I like I was aware of, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, I never had an N64. So I, I I didn't play Mario 64 until later. 
and the banjo kazooie and all that stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Missed out. I was playing Tony Hawk on my Xbox. In terms of leaving a bad legacy behind, the one game that I was gonna say that will always be remembered as a bad game is uh Well the one game you can't remember, huh? <laughs> Hello? E. T. <laughs> <laughs> et yeah. for the atari i knew you were gonna say that <laughs> i definitely feel like while. that's gonna be like i i was trying to think because i was like i know it's like two letters dude what the fuck i haven't seen et forever though like as a kid you know i know i never played it it's way past my oh i yeah i never played it either i don't even have an atari uh, that's like the one console i'm really like missing in my collection minus yeah i just i, I had one of those plug and pay, play ataris oh really I used to, yeah. That's what I grew up on. Hmm. I played adventure and stuff adventure. Like that. That's a fun one. I don't. I mean, that's not, not when one you're a kid. Thing. You really don't understand what the fuck's happening, and as an adult, you really don't understand what the fuck's happening. So. <laughs> yeah, but the idea that like it was the first game ever to have like a hidden Easter egg in it was kind of cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I guess you would really have to know that as like a game design person or something, or like a game theorist. Uh, or history nut, because like otherwise, theorist. otherwise I guess it wouldn't be that like, you know, interesting to you, because it's just you're a fucking square yeah. going through a maze, right? Like, Pretty although much. then again, then again, Pong I feel like will always stand the test of time, and that's literally just a fucking square bouncing off of like two rectangles. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. That and like Tetris. I think, like, those, especially Tetris, dude. That was the other yeah. one that I was missing. Like, if you don't know about Tetris, like, I don't, dude, I don't even know. Like, 100 years from now, I bet you Tetris is still, like, well-known. Yeah. I just don't ever foresee that ever going away. It's so simple of a game to, like, like really, like, know. And then to master, it takes, like, some skill. Like, I think it's pretty incredible, to be honest. Like, that kind of, like, gameplay, you know? Yeah. I definitely got to say that. Um, what else? What else? Um, well, like, what was your so your first console? You said was an Xbox or no? What was your first first yes. console? Xbox. Well, I mean, it was PlayStation technically, but I was too young to even really know how to use it. Oh, okay, okay. My Xbox was like the first one I actually played. Gotcha. And uh, do you, do you remember what like your first game was on there? Or was it Lego Star Wars or? Probably, yeah. yeah. I was seeing how I wanted the console to play just that. It's probably one of them. I remember uh, scrolling through the dark web for like cheat codes in Star Wars because I'd finished the, the whole game and like wanted to unlock everything else. And there was like these like, the, I mean, they were really called like cheat codes technically, but they were like, you would just go in and like type in the code and then you would unlock stuff like, you know, uh, Palpatine's lightning bolts or... I don't know. I think there was like gold hearts and shit like that. That was kind of cool back in the day. Like they had. Well, yeah, cheat I used codes. to get like what there was, they would sell them at bookstores. So it would be like cheat code books. Mm -hmm. I remember that, and like that was kind of cool. I I kind of I don't want to say I miss that nowadays, but like it was an interesting thing. Was like this idea that there's like these these hidden things that sometimes you could either obtain faster or you the only way to obtain them was to like get these cheat codes, and. I don't know. I think that's kind of interesting, especially nowadays. I feel like they could do like some really unique ways of like hiding those into the game. 
uh like you know like maybe every once in a while there's like a letter that pops up or something like that to on a doorway or and you wouldn't you wouldn't know unless you were like purposely looking for it but like if you put all those letters together it would like do a cheat code and you would be able to unlock something rare you know like well, some games do that nowadays, just be but... game progression mm-hmm yeah yeah i remember there was like cheat codes for like unlocking areas earlier right like certain doors and stuff like that yeah or just like big head mode or you know, yeah i remember that big head mode big gun mode you'd have like the giant like this giant like lego like pistol yeah. that was funny there's also like invisibility where you'd be completely invisible i don't know i just thought that was cool and it wasn't just like lego star wars that did that because like obviously and we already said it there was like books for like tons of games in like bookstores that were like cheat codes for certain games but it feels like that died out i would say it died out like probably I'm going to say modernish, but now I guess the 360 and PS3 would not be really modern ga uh, gaming consoles. So, but I would say it probably died with those, right? Because I mean, I think there's still cheat codes for like PS2. And, like Some the Xbox original. Going. I mean, in like Doom Eternal, you find the cheat codes in the game as like, you know, secrets. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess that's Some true, games right? are still doing it. Like, but again, it's kind of like that older sentimentality that you just don't see that much mm -hmm. anymore. Actually, oddly enough, and this is this is kind of something off topic a little bit, but I guess it does have to talk about cheating. And also it goes back on like suits and stuff like that. But there was a company at the time uh, when Pac-Man had just, you know, been released and had such a, a successful run. There was a not really a company, but like a startup of these kids that designed these boards that they would plug into a Pac-Man unit and it would add more randomization to like maps and um oddly enough well not oddly enough but uh they started selling them to other kids so that they could basically do it themselves um and uh well they got sued for it and uh but then as part of as part of like the suit uh they would either have to pay or they took this basically i guess it would be a plea deal um that they would join um and help use their like knowledge of these boards to mod other games um and thus uh what ended up coming out of it was uh pac-man became um i think mrs pac-man that's when mrs pac-man got created because mrs pac-man actually has more variation in its maps and stuff like that than the original pac-man because if you play like the original pac-man it just keeps on resetting the board every level but Mrs. Pac-Man completely changes the level. I didn't know it came from that. So, yeah, it, it was, that was one of the games. There was another game that I want to say was like... Yeah, it might have been like that... It's like a game with a plane. Like you're holding, like you're you're playing as a bomber. Um, It's like a year. I forgot what it is. Is it like 1912 or something like that, I think? Are you talking about the arcade game? Yeah. Like 1943 i think 1943 or whatever you just you yeah. just basically fly like a bomber right and that had very little variation and once again they added variation to it with mops uh with a mod board that basically uh just added extra code it was it looks like if you looked at it nowadays you'd be like what the fuck is that because it literally just looks like a little circuit board they it doesn't look modern at all because obviously they back then uh circuit boards were completely composed of like transistors and 
all sorts of other stuff that weren't like flat circuits. They're all like big <laughs> circuits. So it was it looked weird, but kind of kind of incredible how that ended up turning out. And uh, luckily, I don't know, obviously the kids got got kind of away with what they did and ended up getting a job out of it. So okay, cool. But I thought that was interesting. So, you know, mod video games. Yeah, mod sure. video games. Yeah, and get sued. <laughs> um, is there anything else you want to like talk about in terms of classic games? Uh, I mean, I'm just trying to think of stuff I played. Uh, I don't know. I just played a lot of Tony Hawk. That's where I remember. So. I mean, a lot of like the older games I played, just I didn't play until I was older, and like, uh, because I got an Xbox and I got a Wii. Mm-hmm. I, so I played on the Wii. Played Mario Galaxy. I've replayed Mario Galaxy recently on the Switch, and I do not think it holds up <laughs> personally. Uh, but it's kind of nostalgic going through that. Yeah. So it's like the nostalgic the nostalgia of the game worth or does it like does it assist in making the game feel better despite it's not standing up or standing up to, time to, to a you? certain extent i think like. it depends on how rose tinted my glasses are like i had a really <laughs> good time with uh, mario galaxy so i was looking forward to playing it again and then it just did not reach the standards i guess that the first time i like, mm-hmm. or I just didn't remember it. I thought I remember it being better, I guess. So in that case, I think the nostalgia actually probably hurt it. Because I was expecting something more. I feel like one game I always end up going back to when I talk about like arcade games, or not really arcade, but like retro classic games. Uh, One game that I personally could say that like every single time i've ever gotten like if i had like an emulator or something like that i try and put on there is like super mario world oh yeah like i just feel like that was always a game that i was like oh i gotta put this on there because i love this game and like i would go put some hours into it make it a couple worlds in or something and then you know it was just really cool and then obviously after that they had what super mario world 3 with yoshi like that's probably the other one that i remember three was with yoshi like you could ride uh, Yoshi and like thinking... apples. Well, that was Super Mario World. Was uh, it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's what I remember. Super Mario Brothers Three is maybe the one you're thinking of. That one also had Yoshi in it, didn't it? Or no? No, it did not. Yoshi came in World. Oh. Okay. I, I was just about to say I had these both. Oh games yeah, on. Super Mario World Three was the other one that I on remember because I remember on my Game Boy Advance little tail guy. You could like run around. Mm-hmm. You could get the double pack. See, this is the one that I had. I had like the double pack with Super Mario World and then Super Mario Bros Three. It was like a yeah. Two- I had that on my GameCube. I uh, not my game. Yeah, my Game Boy Advance. Yep. Yep. That's what I remember. That was a fun game. There was a lot. I don't know. I always ended up re-downloading or like replaying that because it was just, I don't know. It was just a classic. It just felt good. It stood the test of time. It was something that I could always go back to and it still like, it still played well. Like it still had like a skill level that felt good, but wasn't so hard that like you had to be like super stressed about the way you're playing. Like you could play it casually and it just felt like a casual game, you know? 
Um, yeah. There's another game that I was going to bring up. It was another Mario game, I guess. I think. I don't know. It'll have to come back to me later. It wasn't that. I mean, those were obviously the ones that I wanted to talk about, but there was another one that I was thinking about that I was like, oh, yeah, I remember playing that one a lot too, but can't remember. It'll come back to me eventually. Yeah, I remember playing some Tekken when I was a kid. Yeah, all right. So, um, Tekken. I see. I never played, again, I never played really any fighting games. I still don't nowadays either. But, uh, so you did Mortal Kombat, you said, in Tekken. Did you do Street Fighter 2 back in the day, or Street Fighter more no, of a newer thing? No, I didn't have access to that. Okay. Like, the only way I had access to Mortal Kombat, I played Mortal Kombat 9 on my, my Xbox. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was with the 360, though, so that was a li- little later on. Mm-hmm. And then Tekken, I played at a roller rink all the time. Uh, there was Tekken, I think it was Tekken 5. On, like, an arcade uh, cabinet, yeah. Yes, on an arcade cabinet, just, like, against the computer, basically. Uh, those are fun. I think that probably I I still like fighting games a lot, so it's probably because of Tekken. Mm-hmm. Also, just Smash Brothers in general. I played Smash Brothers Brawl on my Wii a lot. Yep, yep. I did a lot of uh, growing up. I did a lot of pinball. Like pinball, pinball is pretty big for me. I don't know why. Oh, yeah. If there was a pinball cabinet, like that's what I gravitated towards. Because mm-hmm. I don't know. I thought like. The whole idea of it was pretty cool. I actually was like semi decent at it when I was a kid too, which is kind of weird because I remember I went over to one of my uncles had like a I think it was a Frankenstein one. Yeah, I think it was like a Frankenstein's monster pinball machine or something, and basically it had Frankenstein's head in the center with two hands, and I thought this thing was the coolest thing in the world. And basically, you shot, obviously, you know, you did your usual thing. Uh, obviously, he didn't have the quarter mechanism, so you didn't have to put in a quarter. So you just pulled the ball back. You got three balls, pretty standard. You would tap it around, yada, yada, yada. If you hit the square that was like a special square twice and then shot it up the center and into the Frankenstein's monsters, like he had like a little hole in front of him. If it went inside, it would lock there. And then all of a sudden... Like, he would say something, and then he'd start screaming. And then, all of a sudden, out of his hands, it would start ejecting balls equal to your high score. So, you'd have, like, I mean, not equal. Like, uh, there was some, probably some math there. But, like, like if you had, like, I remember having, like, a 10,000, you know, score at the time. And I had, like, 10 pinballs on the fucking field. And you're just like, whoa! <laughs> like, trying to keep them all going. But he would just chuck them out of his hands. I can't remember what yeah. the hell that was. I feel like it was Frankenstein. It's yeah, it might be. There's a lot of there's a lot of pinball machines that are just based off of like existing properties. Mm-hmm. They're very easy to uh, just make based off of something because you just got plastered pictures of it all over it. <laughs> yeah, it was this one. The it was a Mary Shelley's Frankenstein pinball machine, and basically it had this dude in the center, and he had these hands, and it would start chucking the balls out. I wish there was like video footage of it. This yeah, there there he is. This is the dude right here. So the balls would start coming out from behind him into his hand, and then his arms would flick, and they'd end up onto the playing field. And you you could you would end up with so many. It was like crazy how many you would end up with. Mary Shelley's. I wonder if I can get a video of that. 
I don't even know what what the hell is Mary Shelley's? Is that a movie? Dude, Mary Shelley's are fucking serious. I don't think I've seen that. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't even. I'm gonna go get a drink. I'm not gonna even answer <laughs> that. Think about it. Look it up for Christ. You really don't know? I probably do. It's the fucking author of the book, man. Mary Shelley? You never heard of her before? I guess not. I guess I never really read the book, so. Jesus, I'm gonna get a drink. I'll be right back. Ugh. I wanna see if there's a part where he flicks this. I apologize, we're looking. I'm trying to see if I can get the, the point where he starts like chucking the balls out. You guys got pretty pretty high score right now. Find the video? I found a video. Is it like some pinball enthusiast? Yeah, he's got a pretty high score right now, not gonna lie. I'm just trying to see if there's a point where he's got a shit ton of balls on the ground. Oh, there's one in that dude's hand now. Did he just throw that? I mean, I can kind of show it, I guess, right here. Uh, it's not really like super clear, I suppose. But uh, like, if you go right about here, you can see there's a ball in his hand right here. And so right now, uh, I think at this point in the video, he's probably gonna lose this ball, and that's gonna count as like an extra, basically. So technically, he should lose the game, but because he has such a high score and he'd already gotten a ball up there, there's gonna be a point where when this ball drops down below, it's gonna count as like an extra life, basically. But sometimes there would be balls that just start popping out and like flying out. There it comes. Yep. So it would just start chucking them. I don't know why he just gave up right there. But anyways. <laughs> That was that was kind of the idea. Was that like either A it would count as like an extra ball, I guess, or uh or B, uh based off of like your scoring or something, it would start just like boom 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 and like chucking them out. Cause I definitely remember having like ten balls at like at my uncle's house or something. My uncle just walked in and he's like, Holy shit, how you keep attract all those? I'm like, I'm not. <laughs> like you're like 14 year old me like up, i don't know I'm good. <laughs> yeah exactly i'm just like as long as one stays up because they didn't count like if i don't know how it really did this the math like any on other that, pinball but... game man really like all the other ones yeah. would have like a bunch on the field at the same time i can yeah, yeah. i've seen that before i've seen that tons of times before i just uh, there just was only two <laughs> well i mean yeah probably not just that one i guess i would assume that but I remember personally there was one that uh like god I think the only two that I ever played on was that one and then the other pinball machine was a Playboy one like a Playboy pinball machine that was really it yeah yep that was that was it <laughs> Playboy I mean, pinball machine it had like the little Playboy rabbit on it 
Yeah, I can speak a little more on arcade games because you know whenever we go to Fun Spot, you guys blow all your tokens and I'm sitting there <laughs> playing the old games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell us about that. Tell us about the us blowing our tokens and you actually well, enjoy yours. Last time when we go on vacation, we usually go to this place, Fun Spot, and it has like this entire floor full of classic arcade games, and then. Uh, John, Enigma, and Tommy will go and they'll play a couple of old games and then you guys will go and just use the rest of it on some stupid ticket game that you don't care about for some reason and I never understand why because I don't even think you guys ever get anything with the tickets. Uh, he got and that Stein that one time. Oh, okay, you got a Stein. <laughs> That's a fun spot so, on the side. I still have half my tokens left and they're bugging me to leave because they have wasted all of their money <laughs> uh, but I always stick. I I go and play Tetris. I go and play Food Fight. I play Sinistar. Food I play fight. Galaga. I play. Uh, I don't know. Like what is that? Punch Out TV or something? Yeah. Uh, then there's just regular Punch Out. There's a uh, bunch of weird ones in there too, like obscure games, right? Centipede. Yeah, there's tons of them. There's also that Star Trek game. I remember that one. I don't know if I could. I remember trying to play it. I don't know if I ever understood what was happening. Oh, I didn't understand what was happening. I just remember you sitting down and it being like, you were like, it was during your like Star Trek phase where you're like really big into it. Like you were watching all the episodes. I don't episodes like Star Trek. I know like you still like it, but like you had like a moment where like that was like big for you, like really big. And that was one of the summers that we had gone and you were like, Star Trek game. I didn't even know they had this. Then you sat down and like, actually, you might have not have said it like that, but I was just Star thinking, Trek. Do you know they had this? <laughs> I don't think I can say it like that. <laughs> I remember usually the games that I gravitate towards in Fun Spot, besides the ticket ones for some reason, was I would often do like uh, Frogger. Uh, I did a lot of Pac Man. I don't really think I ever played Asteroids in there because it wasn't that big for me to like go back to. It was just a game that I played as a kid, but it wasn't, like, massive for me to play. Um, Centipede. Galaga a little bit. Probably Donkey Kong was another one. There's also that twin stick that I, I played. Yeah, that's uh, what I was tr- talking about. It was something TV. Smash TV, I think. Smash TV, yeah, right? It was, like, that twin stick one that, like, you controlled your character and, like, beat the yeah. shit out of waves. of Kind of just a wave game, but it was good. Um... I did do some pinball machines there. I don't really remember which ones exactly, but I know I did. And then obviously Sinistar, yeah. That was definitely the big one. And it it was even bigger the second time because I was just like, oh my god. It's the most played game on my arcade cabinet here at the house is Sinistar. Believe it or not, it has the most starts. Second to JoJo's Second to JoJo's fighter fighting game. (laughs) Yeah. Jojo's. Yeah, I don't even know what it was. People. It was like Jojo's Bizarre Fight adventure, or something. Probably. I don't even remember. Yeah, adventure like Some fighting game of... or something. <laughs> Food fights close to that one as well. Also, yeah. I think Burger Time's coming up there because we played that a shit ton the last time you came yeah. over. <laughs> I, do, I do like my Burger Time. Burger Time, man, that's a good one. That one they have on the arcade cabinet at school. That's how I found that game. Oh really? Yeah. I'd played it at um at Fun Spot. 
Yeah, and then I, I recognized that fun spot, and I was like, oh. So it like, still has the issues, though. Like, especially, that that's Controls, one of the games yeah. that's, like, weird and controlling on my arcade, but it also was weird at fun spot, because I remember trying it and being like, oh, this is still weird. Mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe it was that game. Certain games Lever, like that were, it, like, weird. Yeah, because it seemed, I think the lever only registers uh, directions that are perfectly one way, and not mm-hmm. you can't have any diagonal. Yeah. And that's pretty hard nowadays. Like, you can't really find uh, joysticks that are only four uh, axes that you can't hit them diagonally. Because, like, uh, I was trying to find one for a while, especially, like, a sandwall one. And, like, all they have is, like, the eight axes ones. But you can get a square. No, well, no, because the square gate will still allow you to go diagonally and press the buttons occasionally. If you put it on, like, a trot, like... Oh, like a diamond, do you think? Yeah, uh uh-huh. You could probably do that. Really? I'd have to look at it again. Although, but see, then I can't play di- uh, the games that would require diagonal movement. So no, you wouldn't. No problem. But you could do it if you wanted yeah. to. That would be the way to do that. Because Pac-Man has the same problem occasionally. But the thing with Pac-Man I found out is if you kind of like rotate, it kind of works. As opposed to just trying to go directional input. So as opposed to like if I'm heading straight up and then I want to head immediately straight down. Uh, Well, actually, in that case, I probably would just pull down. But if I'm heading like maybe up and then I want to take like a right, I'll actually like kind of push up and then rotate to the right. And so that kind of goes diagonal and then inputs in the right direction. Um, So you just have to learn like a timing with that. And then it ends up working fine because I definitely have done plenty of Pac-Man on my arcade cabinet. Yeah, Pac-Man's fun. Yeah, it is. Definitely. Definitely is a good game. I remember playing Dig Dug a lot too. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Big Doug being a classic. What about... I mean, we are called classic games, so maybe I shouldn't do this, but I was going to say, what about modern games? Do you think any modern games will stand the test of time mm-hmm. uh, congruently? Like, is there anything that you've recently played or have played specifically, specifically that you're like, this is going to be a good game in the future? Uh, it's harder to say for modern games because not a lot of time has passed since they come out, so it's like hard to mm-hmm. say. I don't know. I definitely uh, have one. What? Yeah, go for it. League of Legends, <sighs> though not my favorite game, is definitely a game that I don't think will disappear for a very long time if it ever did. You're I so think Riot's got why? such what a firm. G- it's. It- it's one of those games that even if it died in the U.S. somehow, which I highly doubt, it would be the biggest game over in like uh, Asian culture. Yeah, because that's where it's really huge right now. Even right now, like sure, there's it's talked about you know a decent amount, and it's still popularized in you know NA and EU, but it's nothing in comparison to the Korean servers and the Asian servers. Uh, and actually, in parts of uh, China and parts of Korea, there's actual like locations that will give you discounts on your food and stuff like that based off your rank in league. <laughs> I've read yeah. like an entire article about that. I was like, this is crazy. Like if you're like if you're like challenger, like you got this like incredible discount on like your food. Like, so I just I don't foresee that ever happening. And considering it's so big over there, um. Again, is it possible it dies in NA and EU? Absolutely. But 
I highly doubt it considering how big it is over there. And the only way uh, it would completely die out is if it died over there and then Riot also stopped pouring money into it and allowing so many tournaments to be a thing. Because for whatever reason, because it's such a big game and it gained all this popularity and everything, especially over, like I said, in Asia and stuff like that, uh, Riot was able to basically pour money uh, and utilize the funds from the games you know, that the game makes and turn that into tournament profits and stuff like that so that they could host these elaborate giant tournaments like worlds and stuff like that that are i mean they pull so much viewership even currently yeah like it's crazy they do they literally do like in comparison to some of the other games that you see competitive gameplay in like call of duty or csgo and stuff i mean it it rivals that to a whole nother level i mean it's almost double if not triple sometimes with the average csgo like big tournaments do like it's crazy so i just i don't know i think it's gonna stand up for a long time i mean time. i i guess i just can't i don't see why another moba can't just take its place i mean dota has been in competition with it forever isn't dota still huge no Dota's not huge most sure. players that move like enjoy dota moved over to league i mean there is still a competitive scene for dota but it's no it's it's lower than csgo Literally, in terms of like competitive scenes, CSGO is the closest to League. I mean, technically, and I guess that could be an argument that CSGO would, you know, also be something that lasts a long time. Um, I don't know yeah, enough about the game to be able, time. but yeah. I mean, so is League, though. I mean, both of them have lasted probably around the same amount, right? When was CSGO I'm released? I'm not sure. CSGO is still based off of an old game. Like, CSGO was like released in 2012. Because of that, even older than it actually is. Yeah, I guess you're right, because old CS, right? Because uh, mm-hmm. it's basically the same thing, it's just with upgrade graphics and a different engine. Sort It's like the new Source engine instead of the old one. So it's basically yes, original the original release date. Uh, Counter-Strike 1.0 was released in 2000s. Yeah, that's real old. So, that's when Half-Life came out. Yeah, and CSGO was released in 2012. So, League was released in, I think, 2009, I want to say. It was when I bought the CD version of it. Yeah, 2009. And Dota 2 came out in 2013. Okay. I wonder what what's the level on League right now? I mean, League's so popular that right now they've decided to even port it over to mobile. I mean, porting anything over to mobile is just... It's probably a good idea, money. but... Yeah. Uh... Let's see. League of Legends uh, statistics. Wonder what like um. This is just profile. Player count graph. I'm just curious what the graph of uh. League of Legends is right now. League of, Le- League of Legends player count in 20 2011 was 11.5 million lot uh for monthly players playing at the same time was close to like 4.5 million with daily players rounding upwards of 8.6 million and in 2011 there was also 32.5 million brand new accounts Hmm. um in 2012 that number rose to 70 million new accounts uh, 2014 was 65 million new accounts. Uh, right now in 20... Okay, so here's actually the graph. Uh, 
yeah, I mean, it's on the rise. According to this, they've risen 115 million monthly players since 2011. Yep. So, as long as it's still on the rise, I mean, that's kind of a thing, right? Um, okay, so to answer some of your questions, because they actually have on this, uh, this website... Uh, League of Legends versus Dota is League has 115 million monthly players count and a peak of 50 million daily players. With Dota 2 only has 11 million monthly player count at 1 million daily players. The league yeah. is about 10 times the size of its direct competitor, Dota 2. Uh, they also compare it to Minecraft. Uh, one of the most famous games all over the world. Only has 10 million more players than League of Legends. So Minecraft's actually bigger than League. By 10 million more players. Um, and then CSGO uh, still has only 26 million monthly players, and League has almost 100. So it has. Wow. So CSGO is only pulling like a fifth of what League pulls, which is actually surprising because I would have expected CSGO to be higher than that of Dota. So Dota is actually higher. So in perspective, it would be like CSGO, Dota 2 league and then minecraft which is kind of wild and minecraft to league is a very close gap as opposed to the csgo and uh dota 2 gap mm -hmm. so yeah, kind of interesting game. yeah it is i would say minecraft would definitely stand the test of time i don't ever foresee that going away i mean it already i feel like it kind of already is how old is that game minecraft yeah Oh man, I mean, if you're talking initial, because wasn't that one of those games that like came out in beta too? Yeah. Uh, pre-orders for full game were accepted in 2009, and the official release date was 2011. The Minecraft actually came out after League. That's surprising, really. Yeah. Minecraft was 2011. Yeah, that sounds right. How old was I? Was nine years ago? That would have been right before I started high school. Ish. Right before we started high school. Man. What year was it? 2011. That would have been like 8th Gradu grade. We graduated in 2017. So. Oh, so I guess we would have been in middle school. Yeah, middle school. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know. That's crazy. All of that's crazy. Um... I would say probably if I was going to put my money on any games standing the test of time, it would be those four that we just talked about. Although I guess an argument could be made nowadays with the most modern game of Fortnite being a thing that that one could also stand the test of time. But I, I really that hope that it doesn't. That will shut down eventually is the thing. I think any like game that has to be online. I mean, I guess League, you could say the same League, thing. League, yeah. You would say League uh, would be the same thing. But like I think Minecraft has a better time of probably surviving if, mm -hmm. uh, because you don't have to play with other people. Servers don't need to be up. Mm -hmm. And that's actually something that we should definitely talk about with talking about classic games and stuff that uh, will stand the test of time or be remembered. Uh, one of the craziest parts about games and one of the sad parts about games, in my personal opinion, as opposed to something like, say, film or another media, is especially nowadays with the rise of multiplayer games if a company decides that a video game is not making enough money to warrant the servers a lot of times with those games 
they'll close the servers and then the games basically disappear into the sands of time and sure they may be remembered by certain people like i remember blacklight but one of the biggest things is because unless unless the company's gracious and decides to release the files which most of the time they aren't or someone was able to like kind of re kind of take the files and like kind of make like a i don't know i don't know what to call it like a jimmy rigged version of the game that people can download online and play which then that could be littered with like viruses and all sorts of other problems um unless something like that happens that game is gone like there's no way unless that company brings back the original source files that you can play that game and that's kind of crazy to me that think that like a game could totally disappear like sure uh, blacklight's probably not a great example because not a, a lot of people would know about that but say something like league say riot in, in the distant future like wasn't making enough money all of a sudden it did start dying and they said fuck it like we're not making enough to like warrant these servers being up like valorant's doing better like let's shut down league servers and league servers completely shut down they take away the source code they don't really release it to anybody like what's gonna happen is sure people will remember that game but like there's no way to like have that nostalgia feel that we have for like pac-man or something like that because like right like pac-man sure we can't get our hands on an arcade like but we can go get an emulator and play like the rom and be like oh yeah all right this game's fun you know what i mean because those are like games that didn't require to be played on like a server but like blacklight like for me specifically or like league and if, if that ever shut down it'll be tf2 like, for me soon yeah tf2 <laughs> right it would be one of those games where like it shut down and you go oh dude i remember playing this game as a kid with tf2 and then you go maybe i should download that and you go download it and it says oh like the server shut down and like you just can't get into the game and it's like holy shit like you can't relive that you know you make you might be able to remember the time but you can't relive that which i think is really like kind of a sad idea about video games you know it's like especially with like i said the whole multiplayer aspect of it nowadays is that eventually there's going to become a time where like a lot of these multiplayer games they're going to not not going to exist anymore there's going to be no way to like relive that moment that you had yeah uh, crazy sad it is sad whereas like you know something like again more modernized something like doom eternal which you know obviously corn is very fond of yes that'll even if even if the servers die for the multiplayer you could still download it and play the single player which arguably is the best part of that game <laughs> yeah i don't think years from now people are going to be remembering do multiplayer. multiplayer no i mean maybe some people but not not most but like until recently uh like something like halo 2 really couldn't be played online because they had, no. those servers well, had mean, long been shut down off alive yeah and there was no real way i mean okay that was one of the I'm cases sure where like way. i had figured out a way to like jimmy rig that yeah. as a kid so i'm sure there was other people that did uh, you had to like connect it through a like a network on your laptop or whatever, and then use like this program that siphoned the data and then pushed it out to a, like a, a retro server that someone else had hosted. So there was a way with that, uh, but that was probably again okay. So if I'm pushing that on something, that's probably again because uh, back then a lot of the games that we had were on discs. Like that, when you think about it, Xbox original had Halo Two. There was no digital games back then. It was all discs. So it was really easy for like something like that to be recreated. Whereas in our digital era where every all the digital files are really locked down tight 
and sealed with encryption and stuff like that. I think it's really hard for people to like, uh, like sure there's data miners out there that data mine like patch notes and stuff like that before they actually come out, but they're not getting a full, uh, unsourced like source code because the thing is, is that source code is being held on a server. Back in like Halo 2 era, a lot of the source code was just sitting on that disk, believe it or not. There was very minor stuff that was being sent back to the server. Which is probably why a lot of times back then they had like discrepancy with like lags and stuff like that that would happen and inputs and shit like that being a thing. But, you know, mm-hmm. price of technology, I suppose, in the future is that we uh we gain tighter securities and, you know, Things are usually betterly, like more better optimized and stuff like that for player experience, but yet now we're gonna lose it all because it's all digital age, you know. I'm still a disc guy. Are you still a disc guy? I mean, I I buy Blu-rays still, so. Uh, yeah, yes, I guess that's true. This person, like for games, do you would you still prefer going and getting like? Uh, no. disc version, or do you prefer digital nowadays? I don't. Oh, I mean, as long as I have the room on my hard drive, I'll just buy digital. Like, mm-hmm. I, I bought a lot of Switch games physical because they didn't have any room on the mm-hmm. actual console to store any games. So, yeah, this is good point. I, I don't really miss, like, driving somewhere and buying a game that much. I'm okay just downloading it. I'm retro. Uh, I'm disc for retro. It's the best way to describe me disc what <laughs> so pc gaming like modern pc gaming modern like xbox one ps4s you know now with like the new xbox series x or ps5 like if i was to get any of those or like my switch or whatever i'm all digital modern gaming i'm all digital but xbox 360 the ps3 anything later than those everything is disc there's very few games that I got digital on those. How can you... What? Before that, you really couldn't get digital. Yeah, before that, you couldn't at all. But those two were definitely the point where, like, kind of the swap was happening. And even then, I was still all disc. Like, there's very few games on both of those that are digital. Which I remember sitting there waiting. Because the other thing was is the PS3 had a really awful ethernet port on it by the way and it also i mean i think i had wi-fi too i want to say i had a wi-fi card built into it which was kind of nice back in the day because the xbox 360 didn't or at least not the fat edition that i always had which was like the big fat white one um that one you had to buy like a separate wi-fi card adapter that was like super expensive i think it was like 60 bucks it was like ridiculous um but anyways uh the ps3 had one built into it and i remember uh trying both that and the ethernet port on it and they were just like garbage for download rate although i feel like that's still the case with modern playstation consoles they kind of download really slow like i don't know what it is about playstation but they are really really slow old man playstation old man playstation 